Welcome to the Marketing Mixtape Podcast, hosted by me, Brittany Winfield of The Winfield Creative. And on this episode, I'm joined by Ashley Cruz of The Business Baddie. Ashley and I will be talking about how to be a baddie online so you can show up as your truest, most authentic self. If you have any burning marketing questions, be sure to submit them at speakpipe.com slash the marketing mixtape. And don't forget to like and subscribe so we can find more viewers just like you. Let's go. Oh, I am so excited for this chat with you because I feel like in this holiday season, everybody just needs a little reminder of how much of a baddie they are. (laughs) Yes, so good. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So why don't you start off by telling everybody who you are and what you do, and then I'll do the same. Yes. Hey, everyone. My name is Ashley Cruz. I am the founder of Business Baddie and also Baddie Creative. So in my world, what we do is we help female coaches, course creators, and healers grow and scale their business using not only strategy and digital marketing, but also energetics, which is what we're going to talk a little bit about today in the terms of being a baddie. So I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm so excited too, because I don't know about you, but um, you know, it's just, it feels like that season and people are just kind of coming out of it right now. Um, so I'm excited. We're having that energetics talk as well and moving into this new season of 2024 with like really good energy. Yes. Uh, for those who don't know the Winfield Creative, Hey, my name's Brittany. I am a social media manager and mentor for women pinners. I provide content marketing solutions for businesses of all types. So I'm excited to connect with you, Ashley, and I know we have a few mutual friends who were just like, um, if anybody, you need to invite Ashley onto the podcast, so <laughs> we're finally doing it. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Nicole and Kay for connecting us, because yes. it's so, so great. Amazing. Good friends. Good friends. Uh, So let's talk about how storytelling is so important to that period of self-discovery and discovering your authentic self. Yeah, so I think like when we get into this conversation, we kind of have to define what a baddie means, because I think there's a lot of nuance to what a baddie means. And like, when I think of baddie, like when I initially think of baddie, I think a lot of people think of like big names like Cardi B or like Megan Thee Stallion. And like, yes, they are fully baddies, right? Like the idea (laughs) of a baddie is really that you are your most authentic self, that you are own your story, you own your authenticity. And as an online entrepreneur or online business owner, leverage that story or your energetics or how you show up in the world as a way to connect to your audience. And so what I have found with my clients is that the ones that really own who they are and really step into what I call your baddie energy, which can be found in a multitude of ways, which we can talk about. But When you step into your body energy, your confidence skyrockets, which means your content comes across more clear. Your audience connects with you because you're telling them a story that people can relate to. And I honestly believe that when you are in your body energy, you separate yourself from people who do similar things to you. And in my world with coaches and course creators, there's lots of us out here. And so differentiation in the marketplace when we think about strategy is really important and one of the best ways to do that is through your energetics and what you bring to the table that's only yours absolutely everybody here has a unique story you have a unique story i have a unique unique story that helps us make the decisions that we make every single day. And I think that, you know, we root that in our core values as we start to develop our business plans and our coaching programs. And 
being a baddie, as you said, it doesn't have to be as like, I'm here, I'm loud, I'm, yeah. it is like, especially speaking to the introverts out there or yes. like folks with social anxiety, it doesn't have to be as loud and proud as it often, often comes about. It doesn't have to be about the loudest person in the room, but it does have to be about the most authentic person, the most genuine person. And as we were saying in a previous conversations, like your story is your superpower. It's the only thing that you know better than anybody else in this world. And it is such a powerful tool in your marketing plan, but even more than just your marketing plan, when you need to make a decision in your life, in your business, for, you know, for yourself, getting to the root of your story helps you make more authentic decisions that enhance your life and your business rather than trying to be something that you're not. Totally. I think what you're like, like talking about there is ownership yeah. of your story, of being willing to own the journey that's gotten you here. Because I think that's one of the downsides of being an online entrepreneur is that we see the highlight reels. And yeah. so I don't know about you guys, but like when I first started my business, as I'm scrolling through, there's like this comparison mode of like, oh, they went through something that maybe seems a little bit easier than what I, is there room for me in this space? And over time, I've been in business for five years now, and I've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs find that body energy. And it's like the minute you lock into that and you take ownership of your story, you become so powerful and people are instantly magnetized to you. Like yes. it's, it's like about slaying that shame, if you will. And if you think yeah. about the idea of baddie, that's kind of like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. They don't care what people yes. think. Now, do you have to have your nails done and your hair done and all the things? No, but you're just owning like who you are. And so for me, like I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm an entrepreneur. So like a lot of my clothes are like yoga and classic <laughs> and whatever. But like one of the ways that I step into my body energy, even just before jumping on this live, I was like, ooh, you know, it would feel so good for me to show up in is with a pink lip. So it's like yes. I've got blue yoga pants below this <laughs> ring light. And I've yeah. got, like, I just got out of the shower, but I'm like, ooh, how can I amp this up 1% more? And it was with the lip. And it's like, okay, when I do that for myself, I my energy shifts, right? I show up differently. I show up more powerfully. And each one of us has something like that. It might not be lipstick for you. It might be something completely different. But the goal here in terms of body energy is finding what makes you feel the best so that you can own your story because a big piece of that is like that confidence to owning it absolutely i feel like i do this with like language that i use yeah. i tell the story often on my pages where when i was first getting started in business so i designed my logo i did all my branding myself i got started in 2021 which was kind of mid lockdown people were switching to the online space quitting their jobs turning their side hustles into full-time jobs so i was doing a lot of that competitive market comparison because that is an important piece of starting a business is knowing which space that you are walking into in order to educate yourself and when i was designing my logo i was like well everybody's doing minimalist like why don't i just like hop on the bandwagon and let me tell you it was like the worst feeling <laughs> i yes. would just like look at these logos and be like mm, not it 
mm, nope, mm, nope, because that just wasn't me. Like, I'm a loud, weird girl from New Jersey. I don't really wear makeup ever. Like, it's very rare occasions. I'm like, why am I trying to be something I'm not? Like, yeah. like it just doesn't feel like pastel pink just doesn't feel like me. So when you get to the root of who you want to show up as, like, the number one compliment I get nowadays is I love your branding. It stands out. Like, it, it fuels creativity. And I would have never felt this aligned with the branding if I hadn't stuck to my guns and not have just done what everybody else was doing because I saw everywhere. I was like, oh, let me give myself an edge if I try to be like mimic other people. And it was going to burn me if I kept going that route. And um, I actually just did my first makeup free branding photo shoot and it felt so freaking good. Shout out to Barbie Housinger of Owl Iris Photography. Like I was just like, who cares? Like, who cares? If my content's good, then people aren't going to care if I, like, wear mascara. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm writing that down. Schedule makeup-free <laughs> photography session. I love that idea. And it reminds me, like, as you're talking about that, it, it reminds me of, like, when I joined the coaching space, which was back in 2018, I went to a Gabby Bernstein meetup in New York City, and I was, I felt so othered in that space because, like, I am a very spiritual girly, but like, I'm not over here. Like I do spiritual things, but it's not like the thing that I do. My brain is very strategy focused. I'm very like, I love that piece. And when I went to Gabby's like meetup, it was like, everyone was in a similar outfit. I'm over here, like in jeans and a t-shirt. And I have this picture from that day. And I'm like, wow, like I really felt like I had to be like those people in order to be successful. And what happened and funny enough, over the five years, I've evolved my brand. And when I was more basic and like, I'm not saying that Gabby's basic or her people are basic. I'm just saying when I tried to fit in to that aesthetic that actually wasn't mine, I completely blended in. And as soon as I decided to own this like loud and like, extroverted energy where I like am burning down like these beliefs and things like that like if you look at my brand a lot of my stuff is like fire and lightning bolts because I'm punchy and I am like very straight to the point and that's just my my energy right as soon as I started owning that people started to remember me and it was like oh I got it we don't want to blend in. We actually want to stand out, especially in the online space. And it takes a little bit of inner work to get there. It takes a little bit of like that deeper um, healing work of like, ooh, what does it mean if I don't fit in? Can I hold myself through that? And then when I learn how to do that, it feels so much easier to stand out and to like own that part of your story or own that part of your brand or own that part of your energetics. Absolutely. And I feel like fashion is a piece that gets, not, I don't want to say overlooked, but fashion is a very important piece to branding that I think that people in the marketing space just kind of think of like logos and what your content looks like and the colors that you use and the fonts and stuff like that. But one of the most important lessons that my business coach, shout out to Molly Lannon of CW Creative, print, local printer in Vermont, one of the greatest lessons she ever taught me was you can brand your fashion to mimic your business. Like you can bleed the two together. So that way your personal life and your professional life start to have this, um, you know, like synergy between it. And let me tell you, Ashley, when I was like 
finally figured out what my four main colors are, the navy, the turquoise, the yellow, the green that people see on my uh, social media pages, I started buying clothes that had navy, that specific green color, uh, not yellow because it doesn't work with my hair, but uh, in the in the powder blue. And let me tell you, like, not only do I look fire in those colors, but people would like could actually recognize me in public being like, you must be the Winfield creative because you are wearing those clothes. It made branding photo shoots just feel more seamless. So I think fashion often gets overlooked as a piece of branding that could be a very important piece for especially solopreneurs to feel a little bit more grounded and empowered at the same time in what they're wearing and then the words coming out of their mouth being reflective of that and their body language. Yeah, and I think it's important to just say, well, first of all, well bragged on like, just like owning that part of you. Like, I think that's amazing. And also, I think it's like, when we think of the term like fashion, it's like, oh, I have to be like, I don't know, Vogue fashion-y. And it's like, no, actually, like I described my own fashion sense and I did, I worked with um, a coach on this and it was called Energetic Styling. Shout out to Ellie Barkley for that one. But um, what she helped me do was to find my fashion sense so that when I like I can own it when I'm writing content when I'm, you know, creating content like this right when I'm behind the camera or in front of the camera rather I am owning my style which for me yeah. is like classic neutral colors with a little pop of color in the lip and an edgy like leather jacket and it's like I remember when I bought this leather jacket in Italy like five years ago six years ago when I put that leather jacket on I am telling you I turn into someone that I love to be and it's like what are the pieces of clothing in your closet that really help you feel connected to yourself connected to yeah. what you have to say and connected to your vision start there you don't have to go buy a bunch of stuff no. just use what's in your closet but like pay attention to how you feel when you get dressed it's not about being high vogue kim kardashian vibes it's more about like what works for you so i, I love that you mentioned fashion here yes absolutely and also like it actually makes it so much easier to pick out clothes for business events may I also pick that up because you're like basically creating your own capsule wardrobe totally. so yeah it just it's, it's more efficient don't we love efficiency yeah um, so let's talk a little bit about energetic so in your experience coaching how does energy really affect results for entrepreneurs yeah, I mean, I think the easiest way to describe it is like how you feel about your business or how you feel about sales, how you feel about content will be mirrored in the content, the sales, the business results, right? Yeah. So it's like if I walk into a live feeling a little bit like not nervous, but if I don't feel my best self, if I am like really in my doubt and in my my stories about what's possible for me. I'm going to show up differently on camera than I might if I was in my more confident self. And it's like, sometimes we still have to show up on camera when we're not feeling our confident self. So we kind of have to do a little bit of trickery, i.e. the lipstick, right? <laughs> to kind of tap into that like bold, proud energy that we have inside of us. And so, you know, what I always like to think is like, you know, the way that we show up and the way that we feel about ourselves, about our business or whatever is happening in our lives is oftentimes that 
uh, is oftentimes reflected in whatever it is that we're doing. And so that's how I like to describe energetics. There's so many nuances to it though. Uh, but for people who might not understand the deep stuff of energetics, I like to keep it high level and just be like, it's really about how you feel and how you're showing up. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you may come across roadblocks. We've all come across roadblocks. You know, you talked about the highlights before. You know, there are times where I've had to be on camera, have had to scheduled a live months ago, and just the day I woke up wasn't the day I was feeling it. And sometimes you do have to power through, but there are mechanics. There are different trickeries that you can use. I know one of the ones that I rely on, no matter if I'm feeling nervous or actually feeling really confident is just kind of grounding myself before a live, before going on camera, before a business event, like I'll sit in my car before walking into a conference and be like, you've got this, like literally put down the mirror, look yourself in the eyes and be like, I got this. Like, I look like a bad bee right now. Like I know at least one person in here, if I need a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a crutch, I can go introduce myself to that person first and, you know, but all in all, you are representative of your business. And if you can do a little bit of that work beforehand, your energy will come across as more confident, more empowered. Like you may still be nervous, but you at least showing up to that event, despite what you may be feeling, makes you 1%, like you are showing up at least 1% better than if you were to just stay home that day. Totally. And the way that I sometimes like to describe energetics too, is like how you're describing, yeah, I'm going to be nervous, but am I up in my head or am I grounded in my body and reminding myself that like, oh, I'm safe to go into this networking event. It's safe to put myself out there. It's safe to post this content. It's safe to sell as an entrepreneur. And if we're constantly up in our head, our stories get really loud. Like, I'm bad at sales or I'm awkward in public settings, even if that's true, like whatever, most people don't notice, but it's like, can you learn to bring yourself down into your body, energetically ground yourself so that when you do go into those events or you're posting even like content that might feel a little edgy to post around your ideas, your thoughts and opinions, being grounded in yourself oftentimes is such a beautiful way to be um to get that energetic alignment that i think that we're looking for and i think if you like if you're like what is um, if you're still confused about that i want you to think about a time where in your body you feel grounded you feel safe you feel um comfortable right that is the feeling that we are actually looking for when it comes to doing big and scary things right so for example the one thing that i like to think about is one of the places that i feel safest is like this one spot on my couch with a cozy cup of coffee or whatever else with my journal and a candle lit in my body i can sense even with me not doing that right now i can sense the feeling that i have in my body and so my job in those moments where i'm nervous where i am about to sell out high ticket package or there's a big deal on the line or something like that or i'm getting on stage to speak it's how do i connect back into that without that thing being actually something that i'm doing in this moment i hope that makes sense 
Yes, absolutely. And I think you nailed it on the head where even if you can't be in that moment, I, I actually just went to my very first uh, meditation not too long ago. And I know some people might be like, oh, it's a little woo woo, but it was a visual guided meditation where we were in a salt cave. They have those in Vermont, in case you didn't know, where there's a lot of scientific benefits. So we're sitting in a salt cave in a gravity chair, kicked back, eyes closed, and just went through the like a visualization exercise. And so I feel like folks can like develop some of those skills as well of, you know, even if you're not physically at home, sitting on your couch with a candle lit, you can almost close your eyes and picture what the last time was like, what those feelings that you felt were like. And I think that's why it's important. And part of these energetic exercises is when you do have the opportunity to be in your favorite place, to be in a place that you are grounded, take note, like take a moment. And instead of like turning on the TV right away or, you know, doing something else that may be as just dis distracting, like scrolling on TikTok, whatever it may be, guilty, um, you know, just be in present in that moment and soak in what you feel like when you do get a moment of relaxation. Put it as like a little mental file because it is so important when you don't have those opportunities to pull from what your past experiences are like. Yeah, totally. I think you speak to something that's really important because you said, you know, if you are someone who's like, oh, that's so woo woo, science doesn't lie here. Science does say that meditation and slowing your heart rate down make you more effective, not only as a leader, but as a business owner. And so, you know, when you're talking fast, it's because you're not thinking or you're not in your body or in your head. And I oftentimes find that the more grounded I am, the more clearly I speak, the more clear I am in what I want to say. If I'm 10 seconds ahead of this present moment, I'm not even fully grasping what you're saying if I'm not slowing myself down. And as entrepreneurs, it can be really hard to slow down because there's always this I don't know. I feel like it's an invisible pressure to be honest, but like, it's like, go, 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 go. We have to make the next sale. We have to do the things, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, cool. That's how we lead into burnout. That's how we don't yeah. actually stay um, in alignment with our vision in the long run. Because honestly, as entrepreneurs, we didn't join our, this business world to burn out like we did in our corporate settings, right? We, yeah. jo we joined it because we wanted flexibility. We want freedom. We want autonomy. And it's like, if you feel like you can't slow down, that's a moment to check in to like, why do you feel like that? And do yeah. some of that inner work that we're talking about because our wounding and our like, you know, deeper issues as humans are what impacts the energetics of everything that we do. And this is where like inner child and stuff like that comes in. And if that's not for you, that's totally fine. But like, this is something that you could talk with a therapist about all the things. So I say that because I think it's really important. And I don't think there's enough people talking about it or making the tie to business specifically. Yes. And you know, if it doesn't look like meditation for you, there are so many other ways that people are able to release this energy. Like I do comedy, you know, if I need to get it, I'm not a journal girly. Like I just, I don't have, I don't have a desire to like write my feelings down, but how I do it is in humor and writing comedy sets, even if they don't make it to the main stage, like it's still getting what's up here out. Um, yes. So that way you're releasing that for some folks, it's therapy for some folks, it's going to the gym and just like yes. sweating it out, whatever that looks like for you. I think that's a really important piece 
as to entrepreneurship is making sure that you give yourself the opportunity to continue self-discovery on a personal side of things because it is so easy to get wrapped up and make a to-do list for your business of like a hundred things to try to get done for one day and to just be behind a computer because you feel like you have to get something done that day where are you a little bit more productive when you can, you know, go play basketball and then come back and, you know, continue working or have a good night's sleep and then come back the next day and feel refreshed. So, you know, when we consider energetics and to-do lists and that balance between personal and professional life, you know, consider where are you at this really aligned piece of productivity? Because if you're not feeling the most productive, your work is not going to be reflective of what you would want it to look like. Yep. Yep. I love that so much. That's beautiful. Beautifully said. (laughs) Yeah. So when clients come to you with roadblocks, what are some of the um, pieces of advice that you would give them? Yeah. I mean, honestly, the roadblocks happen for everyone. Right. And so the biggest thing that I teach my clients is like, let's find what works for you to move through and shift through whatever roadblocks are coming up. Right. So if you are feeling um, frozen around your content, you're like, I just don't know what to post today. Like a lot of times we're just in our little perfectionist mindsets. And so it's like, get up and shake, get up and dance, move the energy out of your body. And if that's not your vibe, that's fine. Just like you said, go find the thing that's going to help you move it. But ultimately you have to find and create a toolbox full of techniques and things that will help you shift into your body energy right again for me it's like oh i have a million and one things to do today and i'm like gotta get my kid out the door i gotta do this and so i'm like coming into my day a little bit frazzled sometimes and so it's like oh something as simple as you know some lipstick can make such a big difference in how i show up and especially if i'm feeling blocked and so it's like you know there's a million and one ways to do it but it's like start cultivating a toolbox through your own personal work that helps you identify what is blocking you, what is going to help you move through it. And here's the thing, we have patterns that will show up the same in a lot of different things. So once you figure it out one way, you will likely figure out the trick or the tool to use for anything that you're dealing with, right? So for me, for example, I come from the sales world. I'm really great at sales. That's always been like my jam. I've been in sales and marketing for 15 years. But leading into a sales call, I still get nervous sometimes. I'm like, ooh, I really want to work with this person. I'm so excited. I have so many ideas for their ads or whatever else. For me, it's like taking a moment to like, again, get out of my head, get into my body. And that's simply through like five breaths, right? It's like five deep breaths to calm my nervous system, right? Roadblocks are oftentimes a symptom of a nervous system that's a little bit overwhelmed. And if you guys follow like the holistic psychologist, you'll see a lot of this in her content where she talks about a nervous system overload and how to work through that. So the the biggest piece of advice and when I work with one-on-one clients around nervous system stuff in particular as it relates to business is we're figuring out what tools um, work for their patterns. And it's so different for every single person. It's not a one size fits all. So it really requires that you show up and like put in the effort and put in the work. And once you do, you're unstoppable, right? It's like, I know my pattern is always to prove myself. It comes from a long line of just always wanting to be the best or whatever. 
And so it's like, oh, when I know I'm in my proving energy, I know exactly what tools are going to help me move through it. I know exactly what I need to say to myself. And nine times out of 10, it works. And then when it doesn't, I have my support system. I've got my coaches. I've got people to lean on. Um, And that's another big piece of advice is find community. If you are feeling roadblocked, it's because you're, you're likely feeling a little bit siloed. You're maybe you're feeling like a little bit creatively drained right so it's like when i'm around people who do what i do who care about the same things that i care about oftentimes that little spark lights up again and um so i think it's like finding your cocktail of that if you will (laughs) um but community i think i I don't know if i would say this for everyone but i feel like community for 90 percent of people is is one of the best answers there for roadblocks Absolutely. And I 100% agree. I think, especially solopreneurs that are going about this, like, I'm a first generation entrepreneur, college student, like doing this really, like nobody in my family does this. And, you know, we're just flying by the seat of our pants sometimes. But the first thing I did was find community. And, you know, we talk about, we talked about like competition, but also folks that are in similar fields often have similar feelings and have experienced similar lessons that you will as an entrepreneur. So instead of looking at, you know, a marketer, like a social media manager or coach as competition, also they could be a great collaborator, not just for work itself and maybe referrals, but also like just you know, energy balancing, like, hey, have you experienced this? Like I was talking to a social media manager not too long ago and I was like, hey, is it just me or like are views really low right now? And that's apparently everybody's experiencing uh, like Instagram views being down, TikTok views being down. So I'm like, okay, it's not me. Like it was that validation of like the community was able to validate that like it's not my energy it's not my content it's not like i'm doing crappy work for my clients no it's literally the algorithm (laughs) that is causing the issues here um so yeah being able to check in with your community and offer that like energetic balance and kind of like i don't want to say ranting but like being able to just like complain a little bit about it sometimes gets gets the energy out and it validates within your community and it also allows and opens up for shared learning between people that may be in similar industries 100 percent. i think what you're speaking to as well is just normalizing that there are always things in our industry that we're always going to come up against and so when you don't feel like you're the only one going through it not only does it help you move through it but you're like oh this is normal right because a lot of like you said you're first generation entrepreneur i am as well well technically not but kind of (laughs) um it's it's just like someone tell me that i'm not losing my mind here (laughs) yeah because like you know when you are just starting out especially in the beginning you don't know what you don't know so connecting with community is such a big piece of the puzzle for us because it just helps us to really see that like oh this is a normal part of entrepreneurship absolutely absolutely I want to kind of flip the conversation and talk more about vulnerability online standing up in a courageous way online and what that might look like for an entrepreneur that is creating content and is doing the marketing themselves for their businesses. Yeah. 
I love this conversation because I think vulnerability is one of the hardest things that we do as entrepreneurs and oh, yeah. even just taking a step into entrepreneurship is very vulnerable in and of itself. So then to take it a step further and put it out in the world, in your content, it can be really, really challenging. But what I oftentimes find is that even my most vulnerable content, the pieces where I am like, this is something I struggle with. Do you struggle with this? Or the times where I'm just really, again, owning like, a vulnerable moment in my life like for example my mom recently passed away back in october or no was it october september anyway um i shared about how it was impacting my experience as an entrepreneur like i was very unfocused it was really hard for me to um, connect into my business and i just shared that story with people and i cannot tell you how many people reached out to me not only to just share condolences but to really see me in my vulnerable moment and to love up on me. And I think as entrepreneurs, we get this idea that like we can't share that stuff because it makes us look like we are, I don't know, like uh, we're not reliable or we're not like um, legitimate if we share those things because as corporations don't share what's happening for the C-level executives. But that's, I think, the beauty of being a small business owner is that we can share those vulnerable moments. And as small businesses in particular, what I've always seen, no matter if it's in a, a, a physical store, a restaurant, or even just like an online entrepreneur, vulnerability always wins. And yes, it's going to yeah. feel a little scary to share that. But when you have the tools, like we talked about earlier, to work through that, it stops feeling so scary. And it actually is a beautiful way to connect with your audience that you wouldn't have otherwise been able to connect with and to learn about your audience even deeper than maybe you already did. And that's not to say that we're using that as a ploy or a marketing ploy, but like generally speaking, when you share something intimate about yourself, people will also share back because yeah. Our nature as humans is to love up on each other when someone is struggling for the most part. Yeah. And I think that's why it's also important to build a community, not just in person, but yeah. also online. You want to make sure that when you do put out very vulnerable content, sharing life updates and um, just the challenges that you may be experiencing behind the scenes which i'm sorry for your mother's passing and you know it's very evident that you've been able to find this small ray of light through this situation and it has made you a better entrepreneur because of it and i think if you didn't have this amazing digital community we're going to talk about your facebook group and you know how you show up in that group um you know baddies can still be baddies but have a bad day you know like <laughs> yes i love like, that so much yes i'm like feel free to take that it just came to me you know <laughs> improv brain <laughs> uh you know you can still be a baddie on a bad day but the thing is like if you have a supportive community that you've built online they will be empathetic they will be understanding the right people will understand because they have gone through similar things and maybe not be the exact situation but the feelings that you are feeling especially if you put it out there and this is not to say to put your entire life online because right. you do live in a world where things happen but you know talking about real life feelings as an entrepreneur that's how you stand up as a role model to other people and i think especially folks like you and i who are coaches who are seen as role models who people pay us money to guide them in their life which is a very powerful job um you know if you're not showing up as your truly authentic self as a coach 
you're also not doing right by your audience. Um, there was an incident a few years ago that I think of like, there's this one coach who I followed nonstop was like, borderline obsessed with her and her husband and her were going through marital problems behind the scenes and nothing was said about it but they were offering marriage marriage counseling to other people and like when that came out that they were actually separated like crap the fan like they lost millions of dollars in their industry like people stopped buying their books like it was a huge scandal in this coaching world so you know if you are not showing up in in your most authentic way even like the problem is with with entrepreneurs you know our personal and private life do bleed but like if we can show up as our authentic self like the true followers of us the true you know supporters of our businesses will understand um and also that gives you more power in saying that you're unfocused which it's understandable why but you know that gives you more power in your truth so that way when you are ready to hit the ground running whatever that delay may be you can hit the ground running because you've gone through that process of grieving of reprocessing your energy of showing up in a way when you are ready to show up to your full potential for your clients and your customers and that is like the most authentic thing you can do as a coach in my opinion yeah i have like two things to say about this so one i think that our audience is looking to us to be resonant with them so for example mm -hmm. as a mom i it's not that i don't buy from people that aren't moms but if i have a coach and I, actually like a lot of my coaches don't have kids but like if they don't have kids, there's a really hard place for them to understand what I go through as a mom. So it's like, yeah. not that I don't trust them, but it's like, oh, you don't really understand the challenge because you haven't been through what I'm experiencing, right? And yeah. so our audiences are constantly looking for people who have gone through similar journeys, i.e. losing a parent, going through a grieving process, or going through a breakup, right? Because these are normal experiences that we are always going to have as humans. And when we as coaches or content creators show up online and own those stories, it makes it okay to not only be an entrepreneur, but to go through hard shit. And there's evidence that you can make it out on the other side while also being really, really successful. So I think that's like yeah. a really, really important piece here. And then I think from a, a marketing lens, just like if we jump into strategy for just a second, again when you own your story it's a differentiator it says okay there's two business coaches here one of which they both have similar experience but this one has been a mother she's gone through a similar experience to me i'm, I'm more likely to hire somebody whose story that i resonate with because i experience the same kinds of of journey right so it's like not only from a, a strategy perspective but also from like just know, knowing and really understanding like how impactful your story can be is so important to remember. And again, it's gonna be activating for you to share vulnerable shit online. That's part of it, but that's also what we signed up for. So, yeah. I mean, in my world, when I talk with my clients, it's like, they'll be like, I just wanna say this. And I'm like, say it. What's yeah. the worst that's gonna happen? Because also going into the strategy piece as well, our job as content creators and coaches is not to p 
appease everyone. We shouldn't want to be liked by everyone. We shouldn't need the validation from everyone in order to be successful. As a marketer online, your job is to speak to an audience and let that audience decide either they're with you or they're not your people. And if you're trying mm -hmm. to please everyone with every single piece of content, you're, you're, you're losing a fighting game or whatever that terminology is. Yeah. Also, the people that are your most dedicated followers, your most dedicated clients, if you are contradict, contradicting yourself in your messaging, they're going to be like, what the hell? Like, yeah. didn't you just say this last week? I was paying attention. So yeah, from a strategy, marketing strategy perspective, like, if you can come up with, I think that's why it's so important to come up with your core values first. Like literally yesterday, that's what I was doing. I'm going to like really quickly just showcase what is sprawled over all over my desk is like, I bought this. Uh, the one thing is a book and they came out with a core values pack. And like, basically I'm reworking my business plan to pick out a bunch of core values and write them down. And that is my guiding light. So mm -hmm. You know, if you can do that work, your messaging will be clear and the people that want to be attracted to it, that resonate with it, often it's a former self of yours that is in a different person. You form that trust through that online communication, that in-person communication, like that self-work gr uh, grinds, uh, guides your uh, messaging across the board. And there wouldn't be this contradictory, like contradictory messaging um, moving forward if that, that work was done first. And yeah, like, so I'm actually on the opposite side of the spectrum where I'm somebody who proudly doesn't want kids. Like I yeah. am like, and I own that. Like I'm yes. just, I love my business. My business is my baby. And like, my messaging is like, if you know, need to go take care of your human babies, I've got your business baby handled. Like I can help you <laughs> in that. Like I could be your business babysitter for your <laughs> social media. Like, but that's how I own it. Like, you know, I felt, I, I don't want to say like, I, I felt this um, disconnect often. And I still kind of feel this sometimes where it's hard for me to talk to women with kids that are business owners. Cause I'm like, I just don't know how that feels. I'm never going to know how that feels. Like, I, like, I'm like, do I even try like marketing to them? But you know, asking questions, I feel like is also a really important piece of the toolkit of like, I may not never, like, I may never know how you, I will never know how you feel to have kids or anything like that, but I can ask questions and, you know, have a conversation about it and have a better understanding of the feelings that you go through every day, how it went when you had your kids, you know, how it feels like how it impacts your business. Like we can empower ourselves as business leaders through active listening and asking questions and um, just really opening up a conversation. And I think having that empathy for other people and opening up, like just having the ability to, and the platform to open up more vulnerable conversations among your community makes you a baddie. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And I think like what you're speaking to there too is positioning, right? So like yeah. I might position myself as someone who knows what mothers are going through as entrepreneurs so that I could connect with the moms in my audience. Whereas you're like, hey, I'm not a mom, but let me babysit your business so that you can go handle the home shit. Yeah. Like 
That is great messaging. I love that (laughs) messaging so much because it speaks to the same pain point, which is moms oftentimes feel so overwhelmed by everything that they have to hold in their lives, including their business. And so it's like, when you can figure out the way that you want to speak to it, it's great. And honestly too, like I have so many coach friends who are choosing not to have children as well. And I love working with them. Like my current coach right now is someone who doesn't have kids. So it's like, I love that for different phases of my life when my kid's a little bit older now and I'm not as invested in the day to day. But yeah, I just, I love how you shared that. And and for the viewers, it's real, that's positioning right there. It's like, we're solving the same problem. We're just saying it in two different ways. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with it. Like these are our own experiences that have led us to our decisions in life, but like we are both very passionate about our businesses. And I think that is where the alignment really like shines bright for both of us. And then we come together as collaborators and supporters of one another. And I think that's what really makes like, especially the women owned business community, just so much more special. (laughs) Like no offense to the men, but like, let's be honest, who are we talking to here? (laughs) So true. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, so I am curious as to what your baddie energy framework looks like, like how can folks really dive into um their energetics and like providing results for their businesses especially in this new year coming up yeah so a lot of what i teach in terms of my methodology comes down to you being emotionally regulated and leveraging your nervous system to act execute on your strategy right so it's like when I know what I'm doing, when I'm confident in what I'm doing, when I'm energetically aligned with what I'm doing, I can then go out and sell. I can create content so much easier and so much faster. And so these are the principles that I teach in my private community, which is on Facebook. Um, It's called the Baddie Bank. And in there, what I'm doing is teaching you guys how to create consistent cash flow as coaches, courses, and healers. And then in addition to that, I also have my creative side of my business because I'm also a service provider, which I just launched within the last month. So um, it's a paid ads um, business where I help um, online entrepreneurs grow and scale, get hired faster through paid advertising. I don't do social media content like you that I'm, (laughs) I'm like into the paid side of things, but I mean, those are the the best ways to kind of learn my methodology and to feel it out. But in my world, it truly is the intertwinement of energetics and a solid nervous system with a solid business strategy. And I honestly think that that's what we that's that's how we prevent business burnout, especially for small businesses in particular, where we roll in so many different ways in our business. We're the CFO, the CEO, we're the chief marketing officer, we're the fucking customer service person, we're everything. And so you learning how to be energetically aligned and emotionally regulated will make your business far more successful in the long run. And it's going to keep you focused on your vision. So that's a little bit about my methodology and how I teach it. Um, And I love it. And I've seen such great results with it with myself and with all of my clients. So it's amazing. I love it. And you're doing that cash injection challenge, which I love following along and seeing everybody like it's also a community where you could just celebrate that you know celebrate you know we talked a lot about struggles but also being vulnerable is talking about the celebrations i know in my methodology i 
preach appreciative inquiry. Like, let's talk about strengths and highlights. And in your community, especially, like, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of information sharing, celebration sharing, gratitude, vulnerable struggle sharing, and overcoming roadblocks. So you get an entire array of emotional check-ins. And I think that's so important. Um, remember, to the viewers out there, like, People in corporate jobs get holidays off automatically and you are your own boss. So you can create your schedule and you should probably pick and choose days to just like not work on the business. It is okay to take a day off. And um, that's a really important thing to remember, especially around these times. Social media managers are going through it right now. So uh, in any way that you can really look at your energy ground yourself you know raise that productivity in the times where you're most feeling productive you know bang out a bunch of work and then when you know that you're going to be feeling low energy maybe you have some family time to look forward to focus on that because life is also about the people that surround you we talked about community and not just your online community not just your clients but your family is your community too um and this holiday season especially you know take that time cherish it while you're around them and take some time off it's okay the internet will still be there tomorrow <laughs> Promise, not going anywhere. <laughs> For real. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think we had a great conversation today, Ashley. Anything else last minute you want to plug to the people? Uh, just come on over to the Batty Bank. And if you're someone that's like, dude, I would love to be able to turn off um, like my brain and like not worry about my business right now, paid ads might be a really good way to supplement the time off from your business. So if you're looking at 2024 and you're trying to plan out your off times, but also your launches, contact me. I would love, love, love to talk about how ads can support your business and your growth in 2024. We've got a lot of options here, but if you're like, I don't know where to start, just come on over to the Batty Bank. I'd love to have you in my community. It's so much fun. We are constantly doing so many different things. There's also days where you get to promote your offers. So even if you're just wanting to try to promote your offers and you're trying to work through the kinks of that, it's a great way and a great place to do it. So head on over there. We'll drop Amazing. the link in comments. Thank you so much, Ashley. I am so glad we got to do this and it's always a pleasure talking to you and to everybody that listened to How to Be a Baddie Online, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, thank you so much and have a happy Friday, my friend. All right. Talk to you guys <laughs> soon. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Marketing Mixtape Podcast featuring Ashley Cruz of The Business Baddie and hosted by me, Brittany Winfield of The Winfield Creative. Did you know that all these episodes are actually recorded live on Instagram? Because we can do that now. How amazing. Be sure to follow the Winfield Creative to be in the know and join the conversation as to when these recordings go live. Now go forward and be your baddest self. Love you.